Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 167 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I'm here with Matt. Yes, hello. Um, I will just say this before the podcast started. I saw the Spider-Mans last night. Oh, you did? I did cry in the movie. <laughs> Why didn't you invite me? Uh, I should have invited you, in fact. Uh, I did not buy the tickets, though. Okay, It's the main reason. Someone bought them for me, so... That is why. I would have invited you if I had bought the tickets, because I was going to invite uh, my brother as well, and mm. then would have found out that he was working and not able to go. But... But then you could have texted me last minute and be like, Matt, you have no life, and I know you can go. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, like... Um, my friend Scott, his one of his friends was like so excited that mm. instead of waiting for Scott to respond if him and me could go, he just bought the tickets. I Fair guess. enough. Um, but yes, I did. I did cry in the awesome. movie. Um, I think that movie's very good, and I like Spider Man. <laughs> I heard like the ending gets pretty crazy. Uh, it does. Um, I what I think is funny is like. I I kind of feel like this might be like actually the last like m- huge superhero movie that gets like a very very positive reception. Mm, that's... Um because like I think that after this point they're like it's for me and people who like really are into comic books. Um uh, but even then like Marvel has not been doing well lately. Overall, no, I mean, like, The Eternals was the first Marvel movie that was rated rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Which I refuse to believe it's worse than Hulk. Uh, I mean, nothing can be worse than Hulk, I don't think. Uh, and I'm talking about the Edward Norton one. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I I can't see The Eternals being, like, a great movie, but that's mainly because it's, like, seven eight characters and they're all like really famous actors so that's one of those things where it's like this probably isn't gonna like turn out and i get that whereas like obviously like that did turn out for marvel but that was because they built it through so many movies instead of just being like hey it's angelina jolie well and like also like the actors weren't as big then that is true yeah I they I think part of it like Robert Downey Jr. was like well known, but like he was also like he had some really big personal issues that he was kind of coming back yeah, from yeah. around that time, and just kind of like Chris Evans, like he was kind of known, but like that that was like his big big start. So like in a lot of ways, I mean, this was it was a coming out party, and it like changed a lot of their lives as well. Yeah, but then there's the other half of it where it's like Scarlett Johansson and. Samuel Jackson like did not have that like they were mm. huge actors and same thing like Benedict Cumberbatch when they had him in like yeah but even then actor. by then Marvel was already pretty big I mean by yeah, then it's true but like they, I mean I like happened. I like that they do do that whereas yes. like Tom Holland was like a relatively like unknown actor beforehand yes. you know what I mean so uh yeah but like now with the next Doctor Strange movie being like the multiverse of madness it just like I just feel like regular I every movie I feel like is taking a step closer to regular humans being like, you know, you I know, like end game. <laughs> I'm going to say, I think, I think there's still one more left and that'll be the guardians of the galaxy. Okay. That, that is true. People really like the guardians of the galaxy and uh, Thor since he'll be there, but 
Yes, I, I just because that one like is still like that core group, so I think people will still attach themselves to that one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but you no, know, I it, it's very interesting, and like I am I am excited to see where it goes. But I think that a lot of people will like fall off, mm. especially if they like kind of half-ass it, like they did with the Eternals. Like I I did think Shang Chi was very good, but like no one knows who the fuck Shang Chi is, man. No one so. cares. I care. I, I know, but like you're no one. I, I mean, that is true. Uh, so yeah, it's just one of those weird things where I just feel like this movie specifically like sits in a really weird place mm-hmm. where it is like this is maybe the most fan servicey movie I've ever seen. Period. Wow. Wow. Like it just is like uh, so. You know how in um, Endgame where when uh, Captain America picks up Thor's hammer. Yes. Like in theaters, people like always cheered at that scene. Yes. Um, The amount of cheering that occurred during this movie was unlike anything I have ever experienced in a movie ever. Like basically just like the whole movie. Huh. And at the, the, there were several parts where I was crying and like I was crying and I was like, Oh, this is a little embarrassing. There were people who were like legit fucking sobbing. Like I could hear them in the theater. Just, and I was just like, all right, well at least I'm not like, I'm not that person. Uh-huh. Holy shit, dude. Um, it's, it's, it's a very interesting movie. And, okay. and I just like, yeah, I don't know. They, it's one of those things where like, I can see if you have not seen every Spider-Man movie, Especially the last one, because obviously, you know, that takes place like a minute after the last Spider-Man movie. Um, You cannot understand this at all. (laughs) But then you're not going to appreciate if you haven't seen like all the others type of thing as well. True. Yeah. Like, I mean, you just have to like Spider-Man. And so, like, I think that might be a barrier of entry for some people. So if at this point, if you're if your first like superhero movie is this Spider-Man movie, you're fucking up. I'm just going to say. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, also because, like, Doctor Strange is one of the most prominent characters Uh in this movie. And it's like, yeah, you really got to be all up in this (laughs) to care about any of it. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. But, yeah, I now I have I've not seen three Marvel movies and it is still Iron Man 2. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why I still have not seen Iron Man 2. Um, I should probably at some point. Uh Black Widow and the Eternals. Oh yeah, I haven't seen Black Widow either. I uh, I have heard varying reports. I th- the most glowing praise I have heard is it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is also is one of those things where I think it came out like out of order. Yeah, it's a prequel. because of the way, because of like the way COVID worked. Like right. I don't think it was even supposed to come out when it did. Like in mm. the grand scheme of things, because that movie was in like wild development hell. That was supposed to come out like so long ago. It's like where Ant Man was like the first one that they started scripting, and then that didn't come out for like <laughs> <laughs> fucking ever. So I don't know. Well, that's your that's your Marvel movie update. Uh, okay, if, awesome. you, if you if people like Spider Man, they should see Spider Man. I haven't. I think I burned myself out on superhero movies. Uh, yeah, but I you like Spider Man though. I, I feel I, like I do. you 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 would like this movie. I think. I yeah. If you had like just like text me and like Matt, I bought tickets. Here you yeah. go. Yeah, you I, I would have went. Like, Ugh. I but it's just one of those things where like I I watched. If you remember, I watched all of them. 
Yes. And, you then I, all of them. and I haven't really <laughs> been that interested in watching them since. No, and I get that. I mean, do you... You experienced Catwoman recently, so I mean, like, it was hey. 2020. Yes, it wasn't. Yeah, it was over a year ago now. So. In the grand scheme of things, very recent. Yes, yes. <laughs> everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Uh, yes, that is true. So. Uh, before we really get into the podcast, mm-hmm. I just wanted to do a quick PSA. Okay. And just say that, like, this is probably going to be our last traditional podcast of the year. Yeah, then because the next one we do, which Our categories. we'll have to we'll have to talk about, will be the categories, and the one after that will be the actual game of the year podcast. Yeah. So, and while we're on the topic, I'll just kind of bring up what the categories are. Okay. I don't know if you remember them. Uh, most of them probably. Okay. Uh, we do like the best old game, and mm-hmm. this is usually top three. Uh, yeah. Top three for all this. So, like our favorite old game of the year. Uh, uh top three music, top three story. Uh, uh, best character, best feel, best surprise, biggest disappointment, uh, best looking, multiplayer, and moment. So some of those are uh, a little more spoiler heavy, and we usually kind of dictate those and put them in the uh, the back type of thing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, next week that's going to be primarily the podcast. Uh, I doubt there's going to be any news because uh, Christmas will be that week. Uh, so I expect this will basically be the last week of news that we get until the new year. Yeah, yeah. And then we may like briefly mention like, hey, we've been playing these games type of thing. But like, I just wanted to say like, this is probably going to be our last traditional podcast. And if it goes like last year, the next few podcasts are going to be the the two longest podcasts of the year. So. Yes, for sure. And also we're going to need to discuss when we're going to record the podcast next week. Yes. Because, uh, I don't know, we might both might be free on Christmas Eve, but who knows? Yeah, we'll see. So, um, but anyway, uh, we might as well just kind of get into the news now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony, they announced new faceplates for the PS5. Um, also controllers uh, in the same colors. So there's there's now a red, teal, purple, pink, and a black. Which, I, there was a black before. This must be a different black. Well, they didn't make the black one before Dbrand did, which this makes sense of why they sued Dbrand for selling those plates now. No, I meant controllers. Oh, controller, yes, but the the, the Dbrand, the uh, third-party company that makes this kind of stuff normally, mm-hmm. they were making black plates, and Sony sued them a couple weeks ago. Oh. And said, hey, you best not be selling these plates anymore. Can they and- do that? Uh, I, I guess because they probably patented the shape and design of the PS5 plates or whatever. Oh, um, interesting. So Dbrand is not selling them anymore. Uh, but these are, I believe, so for the plates, they are $55 or like somewhere around there. They're like 50-ish dollars, um, which I guess I did not realize how easy it is to tear those side plates off and replace them with these. Mm-hmm. It's like very easy, which also makes me wonder, like, why couldn't they have designed something less ugly? Uh, I wonder if instead of like new consoles, we'll just kind of see like, hey, here's a God of War faceplate that you can buy for $50 type of thing. You know? Yeah. I mean, it worked for the Xbox 360. Why not the PlayStation 5? I don't know uh, if I care enough, although at the same time, I do love my Destiny one. Yeah, I mean, some of them look really cool. Like, I just don't 
like I don't know like I have some special edition like 3ds's just because they like oh this is the one that came out when monster hunter came out so like, that's right just right the one i got but like I, I don't know there's something i i just like i don't care what this thing looks like man i'm never looking at it usually well, like i just don't mind i don't know yeah and that's that's my um that's my PlayStation Four, the Destiny. Like yeah, I, yeah. I didn't like they. I literally was just buying it from GameStop, and they were <laughs> like, "Hey, do you want the the Destiny bundle or I think the Madden bundle?" And I was like, "I guess I'll take the Destiny bundle." And then I took it out of the the box when I got home, and I was like, "Oh, this has a cool design on it." And yeah. then I gave you the Destiny game because it was the, the the DLC expansion. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, like I like the controllers. I think they're nice. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to buy the pink one. Um. But then you look at that there's seventy five dollars and you mm-hmm. rethink that. Uh, and like I already have two controllers, so I you know I don't need a, a third pink one. <laughs> so I probably will not buy one of these. But I they do look nice. Like I like the colors of the controllers. It's just like fifty ish dollars for like a literal piece of plastic is kind of weird. Yes, but you know. But I mean that you know make you got to make your money. You got to do. Yes. You got to do what you got to do. So that's I'm I'm fine with that. You know. I mean, if you don't want it, you just don't buy it. And just don't buy it, yeah. Just go on your merry way. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, last week, I we said mentioned that uh, Assassin's Creed uh, announced that they had an announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that announcement is they have a couple like uh, DLC expansions. One free, which is kind of a crossover with uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. Uh, and then one like paid expansion, which is kind of like a... Uh, you know, like more just Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh shit! You know what these two news stories about Ubisoft reminded me of? No, that they suck and are gonna make NFTs. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Did you see that Stalker was going to, and then they canceled it this week? Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I love because, like the two the two people that I follow on Twitter for news, Nibel and. Uh, wario <laughs> nibel's news story was like basically just like uh they're adding nfts to stalker <laughs> um but yeah i the ubisoft one had a lot of backlash too but i i don't think they will uh pull back on that i just don't understand why you would buy one um so i have talked about this a lot i mean not on the podcast or anything, right, right. but just like with people in general and like i think they are the dumbest thing in the world and that that's you know we don't have to get into that here on the podcast but like it's just one of those things where especially now that like ubisoft is getting into it it's just like it's the most like cashing in on a bubble that's going to burst thing of all time and so it just is like don't don't do this like you'll be able to make the money really quickly but you'll like lose a lot of favor with people because you're like technically damaging the environment to make a quick buck on like a bunch of like dumb shit that you're gonna add to a splinter cell game but like why not just make dlc that's cool for that game instead mm-hmm. i did yeah it's it's just a bizarre thing yeah that whole ubisoft quartz thing is very weird but yeah they announced that and then i think that really muted the response to the next news story which was a new splinter cell game which did you see how they announced it no i did not they just posted an article on their blog 
So is it actually a brand new one or is it a remake of the first one? Because I saw some I, people suggesting it might be like a remake of the original Splinter Cell. I, I don't even. I just I, it, it, was, it was just like this article and it's like I don't really understand. It might be like a re-envisioning of that yeah. uh, remake. I don't know because like Ubisoft doesn't make games that are not open world. So I don't know what their plan is with that to make it and and in the way the article read was they're like hey we're starting development on this this is just starting today type of thing and i'm like if that's the case then this isn't going to come out for like five years unless they've had a small team like with like design docs working on it like i don't know they made it seem like they were just starting work on it which there's no world where it comes out in two years if that's the case. No, plenty of time for them to add NFTs though. So like I don't know the whole. It was just like so strange that they just like here is an article that we're making a new Splinter Cell game or a re envisioning. I don't know, but just odd. Yeah, that's a bizarre, mm-hmm. bizarre thing. Uh, but like uh, everyone I saw's reaction to this was like, "Hey, please don't put NFTs in the Splinter Cell game." Mm-hmm. Because I want to play the Splinter Cell game. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man, you guys couldn't have done this at, like, a worse time to be like, hey, check out people have asked for Splinter Cell forever. And is anyone excited? No, they're all just wondering if you're going to, like, fuck it up with NFTs. And it's like, man, what are you doing to yourselves over there? By the time that game comes out, we will have forgotten that Ubisoft tried to do NFTs. Probably, yes. So... Um, but I just think it's funny that like so many companies recently have been like, we're doing an NFT thing. And then mm-hmm. people are just like, I hate you. And they have all gone back on it. Like um, fucking Neopets, the website was like, we're going to add NFTs. And the community, which is like children, literally yes. are just like, this is terrible. And we will not support this. And we hate that. And they had to go back on it because their target demographic of like 10 year olds was like, this sucks. And I think that's uh, really funny. We don't have credit cards, so how yeah, are we, uh, how are we supposed to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a JPEG? Uh, shit's fucking stupid. Um, so but, what you're saying is you do not want an NFT for Christmas? Uh, I mean, not if I can help it. Okay. I think so. People were getting an NFT for pre-ordering Spider-Man tickets from I think the AMC <laughs> app. So, like, people would just get a push notification on their phone that was like, your Spider-Man NFT is waiting. You're just like, what? No, stop this. No, thank you. I actually, so this is, like, kind of related. I, I meant to play the the Matrix tech demo thing uh, this weekend, but I didn't end up doing it. But I did watch an interview with Keanu Reeves that uh, Vice, he's either Vice or The Verge, I can't remember, did with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Fisher. And there is like a large portion of that segment where the guy is like, so did you know that they're doing NFTs for the new Matrix movie? And Keanu Reeves just like shreds him. I saw he that. Just, yes. He just yes. is like, no. And like <laughs>, laughs about the situation. And then the other half of that interview, which I really recommend watching this interview, is he's like, so did you ever play Cyberpunk? And Keanu Reeves is like, oh, no, absolutely not. Never once. I don't play video <laughs> games, which means that CD Projekt Red lied because they said he played it and loved it. Mm. Um, he said it was like demoed for me numerous times. Like, you know, you got to have your likeness correct or whatever. Right. And the, the interviewer is like, 
<laughs> so did you know that there was a mod that it was the most popular mod in the game for a while where people could have sex with you and you're you know you're just like naked and that was like the it was so popular at one point that they had to remove that they were like no you can't do this and i have never seen a human being be so excited by the <laughs> prospect that people wanted to have sex with him digitally uh-huh. and you can see Carrie Fisher is so uncomfortable during this whole portion. He's like, oh, I love that. I would do that. Like, imagine a world where, like, my likeness is, like, in a thing. And, like, I could just get paid because people are, like, trying to digitally have sex with my likeness. And he just, like, goes on and on about this. And Carrie Fisher is just like, no, never. I do not want this. I never want this to happen. But Keanu Reeves psyched for the future of possible cyber sex with him. So You, you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> what? That episode of Futurama? Uh, I may not have seen this one. Oh, where Fry, Fry like dates like a robot Lucy Liu? Okay, this sounds vaguely familiar. I probably just don't remember the contents of it. He episode. definitely like had sex with his robot Lucy Liu. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> but yeah, Keanu Reeves was so excited about this prospect. He's like, just think about the future. And I was like, damn, dog, dunking on NFTs, but hype about the future of cyber sex. Very exciting interview. It's it's a hilarious interview, but it's just because both of them are just like, it just seems like they're so done and they're just like doing all these interviews because it's a fucking press tour. Sure. <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting. Um yeah, so I mean, I guess we can move on. There was a surprise Nintendo Indie Showcase. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, they did not show Hollow Knight Silk Song, um, which did trend before and after this on Twitter um, because people want Hollow Knight Silk Song very badly. Uh, I'm more disappointed that they didn't talk about Breath of the Wild, too. I mean, like, oh, how could, the how indie could they showcase? Not I mean, yeah. it's the biggest indie game we've all been waiting for. It makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. But yeah, if so. If people care about uh, Silk Song, um, th- that Nvidia leak was mostly true. So, um, the release date for Silk Song on that was the end of February. So, maybe we'll get something soon. But everything else that has that leak has had has been true. So, mm. you know, there's hope. The end of February. I mean, it's going to come out. It will. I'm just. I just want to see it again. Sure. I just want to. I want to play that shit because it's been like two years i think since they like first revealed it with like some gameplay in the trailer so i'm curious but i would rather they just make it you know just when it's done you let me know i'm fine yeah it, it as i said it's gonna come out so just be patient and when it comes yeah. out it'll be great so i know but it will never stop it from trending before every nintendo indie showcase because that's sure, when sure. they showed it the first time um i do you actually want to go through all these or were there any that like looked like particularly like cool to you did you watch this? I did, yeah. Okay. Uh, to me, the the big one. Uh, well, I, I am excited for Ali Ali World, but that's already been announced uh, before. Yes, I but was just excited that I don't think they had the release date before. No, I don't think they did either. Yeah, so that's how we know. I was excited. Yeah. February eighth, uh, and then the other the other one that uh, <clears throat> uh, looked like something I would enjoy is uh, the Dungeon Munchies. The 2D platformer. That's out oh yeah, now. and that, that that's out now. Um, I was excited by Chicory because I, I love that game, and everyone uh, should play it. Can I guess one that I was like, this is the most many ass mini game? Uh, uh, sh- sure. Uh, after Love e- e- EP. 
Uh, After Love EP does look pretty tight. Uh, so what I thought was really funny was they showed After Love EP and it was like a weird trailer and I was like, oh, is this Omori? Mm. Um, and then Omori was the their one more thing game. Right. And they were like, it's coming out spring 2022. And I <laughs> I was watching it at work with my coworkers. And I was like, oh, fuck that. Go play it on Steam right now. Like, why are you going to wait till spring 2022? It's a fucking RPG maker game on Steam. Like, uh, it's also apparently very good. It came out in like early January this year, but I I should have played Omori, so I'm I'm a criminal. But it's okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, After Love EP does look pretty cool. I will probably play that. Um. To, but yeah, for like, anyone who doesn't know, it's a visual novel rhythm game. Rhythm so. game. Yeah. But uh, I mean, other than that, like I was just very excited that Chicory is coming to Switch because I think more people should be able to experience that. So now it's on everything but Xbox. I think. Um, because yeah, it was a Sony. I think funded some of that with their indie like fund mm-hmm. or whatever. So I was only on uh PS4 and PS5, and now it is on. It was on PC as well. It was a kick. It was kickstarted originally, but um, it's on ev- for everything but Xbox. Yeah, yeah, e- even yeah. Mac. Yeah, I thought. Oh god, I fucking love Chicory. It was so good. Um, not one of the best indie games of the year. I'm sorry. It's not true. And I was also really surprised um, that Inscription didn't get announced for Switch because I um, I think it would play really well on Switch and also like sell a fuckload for them. But they might have to figure out because there's like some stuff where like it involves like dealing with like files on your computer at one point. Mm. Like not that you are physically doing it, but like in the game, it's like right, pulling right. file names from your computer. So they might have to like change the way some of those late game uh mechanics and things work but i i, 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 I was like, was very surprised i wonder if they could look at like saves or something like that yeah i think i think uh. that would be cool but like undertale had a similar thing that's why i thought it was like never gonna come to uh console but then it came to them all because like that game like crashes on purpose like several times so well and it, in theory it like knows if like everything you've done in the game like yeah, even yeah. like pre- previous playthroughs it's like oh you were a shithead before yeah exactly like and I, what i love about that is on pc they like hid those files really well because like obviously they have to keep them somewhere so that it right. knows but they 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 really tried to obfuscate those <laughs> on pc at least so uh, so yeah, I was surprised by that. Um, I mean, River City Girls two continues to look cool. Anything Way Forward does, they do really good pixel art. So like, that's neat. But yeah, other than that, I mean, like, I'm excited for Ali Ali World. But this was like a not a super exciting um, indie showcase because what what I always think is interesting about these indie showcases is that um usually it's a lot of things that were like very popular on pc or other platforms and then are like finally coming to switch and like why that's really cool for people because i think like the switch is like an awesome indie game machine but in most cases like i've either already played this or the games they show i'm definitely not playing on switch and (laughs) excited to play them on pc it's like obviously i'm not gonna fucking play hollow knight silk song on the switch when it comes out you know what i mean like i'm I'm not gonna play ali ali world on the switch oh absolutely not yeah um so Mm -hmm. yeah like i i think the indie showcases are cool i always i'm always curious what they're gonna show uh yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where, like, but you're also, like, much more connected than, like, 99% of the the rest of the video game audience. So, like, you're like, oh, exactly. I've heard yeah. of all of these games, so. Yeah, so, like, when, they, when they're, when they like, we're showing Ali Ali World, mm-hmm. 
there's probably a lot of people that have never seen that, but like we have watched E3 and it's been at like every indie showcase for like four years or something. I feel like at this point. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, indie games are cool. Everyone Mm -hmm. should play them. Love them. Yeah. Like that dungeon munchies, I guess it came out in 2019. I didn't. Oh, really? On PC? Maybe. Hmm. Probably. Yeah. That's cool though. Uh, That probably means it's wicked cheap on steam. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that that's all I got. If you don't have anything else about that one. No, no, that's, that's, a, and the other two are kind of quick. Um, I guess I'll just kind of briefly mention Tencent purchased Turtle Rock, uh, the back for Blood Studio. I think that's so funny. The trajectory of Turtle Rock is buck-ass wild. Mm. Where they like made Back for Blood and Back for Blood, not Back for Blood, Left for Dead and Left for Dead 2 for Valve. Mm-hmm. And then Turtle Rock like went on to be a WB, like published Back for Blood with WB and now they're bought by Tencent. It's just like a, that's a wild trajectory. I don't know. Like, how does that, uh, how does that happen? What did they do before between them? Uh, I they might have just been developing. Uh, oh, like they evolve. made evolve. Oh, they made evolve. Fuck yes. Oh, yeah. that's. Uh, oh, I want to. I, I give them a hug after that. Ah, oh, bummer. I I think that's great. They were like, we made Left for Dead, then we made Left for mm. Dead Two. We really tried to perfect the formula, so we're gonna like try to make this new game evolve. That bombs. What do we do now? What if we made Left for Dead? <laughs> well, in fairness, they did make a few Oculus. It seems like. Oh, yeah, that games. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, between Evolve and Back for Blood, but yeah, that's. But still, dude, we got to get back to what mm-hmm. people love. Yes. Left for Dead. And then it came out, and people were like, "I guess this exists." Yeah, I keep forgetting it's on Game Pass, so there's like no reason to. I mean, I don't like Left 4 Dead in the first place. Right, I don't think right. it's bad. It's just it's not my thing. So, well, yeah. you just don't, you have an active dislike for zombies. So I do. Yeah, the, you they has it has to be a very compelling reason for you to even. Oh get yeah, we in get, we gotta. Place. It's gotta be something else. But yeah, I mean, I didn't really like playing Left 4 Dead when it first came out. So, you know, I'm not the target demographic for it's Left 4 Dead again. Right. Uh, And then this final one, the power on the Xbox story. Is all of that out now? That's the documentary that about the about the Xbox. And it's all on the 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 Xbox YouTube channel. Uh, It's six episodes. I've watched the first three. And it's it's just very interesting. Um, I didn't even really know why they called it the Xbox. Oh, I guess I I don't either. uh, It's because it was originally started by the Direct X team. Oh, that actually yes, okay, that makes sense. So then they were like, "We want to make a console that is just the Direct X box console, basically." And so like that was the project name for the longest time, just the Direct Xbox. Ah, uh, and then eventually they they just kind of just try and kept trying different names, but then like Xbox eventually just kind of stuck. Okay, and then I think the other like I don't want to like spoil too much about it because it is very <laughs> interesting. I highly recommend anybody who's like interested in like video games and like history to to just kind of watch it because hmm. uh, it is all free and like I think I'm watching it on my TV and they they don't even have any ads between the stuff. It's just you know it just kind of goes. 
Yeah, so I mean they don't they don't need that money. They got mm, enough. Yes, uh, but the other big thing is that it's just interesting how they're talking about how like they were just talking about how like they purposely like kept the Microsoft brand and the marketing away from Xbox as much as they could. And it is to a point where, like, I don't really think about Microsoft when I think about Xbox. I do kind of think of them separately in a weird way. I don't know about you. I do not at all. But I also work with Microsoft products all day long, every day. Well, and also, like, it is a little different because, like, you're playing the Xbox games on on PC. PC. Yeah, whereas, like, also, my new laptop has Windows 11, and it's, like, weirdly integrated into Windows. So they're kind of going back to it uh, more now. But, like, especially at the time, they were, like, Microsoft, like, the funding was there, but, like, Mm -hmm. the name necessarily wasn't the most positive at that time. Oh, yeah. So, like, now, I mean, I still don't think Microsoft is, like, the most positive name out there. But at least now, like, it's one of those things where when they do leverage that it's more like hey you know who's got a lot of money <laughs> yes. it's us so get ready because we're gonna use it to do cool stuff and like that that's why i think it's cool now i the the last thing i will mention that i thought was very interesting is uh it kind of got to a point where like my microsoft was like we want to get into the, the video game sphere Mm-hmm. But then they had, and they had two different teams kind of like going up against each other. It was the DirectX team, and then the 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 Windows CE team, the the team that worked with. Um, oh, Sega. Yes. Well, no, the 3DO, the Panasonic 3DO. Oh, interesting. Because I think Windows CE was on the Dreamcast as well. I, it, there was definitely like they were working with Sega for a little bit as well. Because but... that is that is why you were able to. That was why the Dreamcast was destroyed. So. is because the because it ran on window the dreamcast ran on windows ce that's why i could mm-hmm. play the burned cds yes i originally it was it was for the 3do uh, so yeah. so it was like two different like development teams kind of going head to head against each other um and it, and the, the the smaller underdog that kind of like hadn't didn't have any history with like working with consoles or anything ended up winning out so yeah so it's, it's it's just very interesting. Just try to go in with the mentality that like, hey, this is produced by Microsoft as well. So like some of the things are going to be a little skewed towards like <laughs> them. But like it's still just like very interesting because like they yeah, do, yeah. they bring in a lot of people. At one point I hear one person talking and I'm like, I recognize that voice. I really recognize that voice. And it's Jeff Keeley. And I was like, oh, yes, that's why I recognize that uh, voice. The so. Doritos Pope is here. So. Uh, but no, they bring in a lot of like Microsoft people that were like around that time, like you know, part of that. That uh, so it, it's it's very well produced. Did you well you watched all of it? No, I've watched. I, I just uh, finished uh, episode three. So there's... okay, I I want to know if Kudo Kuda is in it, the guy for the Connect. I haven't. It, they just uh, at the end of episode three, it was the launch of the original Xbox. Uh, so eventually, they're, it seems like this. they're eventually going to talk about the Red Ring of Death, I think, in like four episode four or five. Okay. Uh, which is going to be a very interesting uh, topic as well. So, uh, But yes, uh, I, would def- I think you would enjoy it, Manny. I do. Oh, that was, that was the other Microsoft News article that I, um, I didn't put on there. But did you see that Microsoft themselves is selling a Red Ring of Death poster? No. 
that seems like a buzz that seems like a bizarre thing to sell i guess like at this point like it's so far I, I mean removed. it's so far removed but like i don't that just seems like a weird thing hey do you want to buy a poster from us to the monument of the failure of this piece of hardware well it probably cost them millions. oh my god yeah <laughs> Oh yeah. So it's just like a bizarre thing. I, I, that was uh-huh. this week. I was like, they're selling a poster for that. Who was selling it? And it was like Microsoft. And I was like, okay. I mean, get that money. I guess mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. It's it's like cheap. Too. It's like twenty bucks or something. Right. It's not like some egregious price. But I was just like, that seems a little weird. But I mean, yes. do whatever you got to do. I guess. Which I guess while we're talking about Xbox, I just want to briefly mention. Did you see that um, IGN's game of the year is Forza Horizon? No, I did not. I like that. Yes. So I, I didn't think it would ever happen, but good for them. No, it was not It Takes Two, huh? That's weird. No. And um, Game Informer, it was Halo. So. Uh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mine will not be Halo. So uh, spoilers. Yeah. Mine likely <laughs> will not be Halo either, so... <laughs> Although I haven't played Halo yet. Well, you, sorry. I, I have played the, walked. the... I've walked like two steps in the Halo campaign. Uh-huh. Maybe if I play some more, I'll be like, whoa, actually, I love every moment of this and it's the best thing I've ever played. I have the feeling that I'm going to be like, I think this is cool and it's fine. Oh, yeah. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's always the potential. You got to think positive. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah. Uh, so I guess with that, we'll just kind of transition to what we've been playing, mm-hmm. um, which I usually start. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I guess talking about Halo, I played some Halo. Um, I'm probably a couple hours in and it's fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But okay. I, it's an open world. Yes. Yes. And it takes probably an hour hour and a half until that actually opens up okay but like does it feel necessary at all like because you you i remember they added the open world dish segments to gears right 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 and you said you felt like they were unnecessary and didn't really like add to the experience or anything Mm -hmm. does this feel like that um the open world is okay (laughs) Um, here's my big thing, and this is yeah. going to be one of my most controversial opinions of all time. Okay, I, 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 I was playing this, and it just, I just am not that compelled to it. And I was, and I, I finally realized why. And it's, I don't like the guns in Halo. What? That is that. I am upset by that. I love the guns in Halo. I the shooting feels good. I just oh, does. don't like any of the guns. Oh, I love the needler, and I love no the, the needler. I'm like, get this shit away what from me. What the fuck are you talking about? Get it like homes to the enemies. It explodes away and never return. Oh my god, that is controversial. Everyone loves the needler. How dare and, you? And the pulse rifle. You're like, get this shit out of here. All right. Well, I Go don't like that. Away. I don't like that very much. But I, I, the, I the gun. The, that I like the, the guns I like the most are like the just like the the Spartan just like quote unquote more normal guns, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like especially early on, like it's not a it's not like a game where it's like hey I have this gun that I like I'm just gonna keep using it and just keep picking up ammo. Halo is more just like I'm constantly having to switch weapons and I just like I'm just like picking up these weapons and I'm like I don't like any of these weapons and just oh. I don't know. 
And that is like, I mean, that is like the way Halo works too. Yes, yes. Swapping the guns because each uh, combat scenario is meant to be more like a puzzle than like yes. a traditional like, you know, shoot them all kind of thing. Yes. Which like I I don't know. I mean, that just depends on if you, how you like playing shooters. I guess. I mean, that that's definitely not for everyone. But I think that's what brings a lot of people to like Halo. Yeah, I and I as I said at the beginning i was like this is gonna be one of my most controversial opinions. oh i mean i i'm not like offended i'm not like yes. halo fan number one i just i like the needler but um i, I yeah just, i mean I, I could get why you wouldn't like the guns and stuff like that's fine yeah and it's just one of those things where it's more frustrating when you're like all i'm finding are guns that i don't really like using and i have to use them now that i'm in the open world you have a little bit you can kind of pick up pick and choose a little bit more yeah but like i i don't know it's fine i'll keep trying to get through it but like i don't know uh i last time i played it was sunday so i just haven't felt that compelled to go back what what i think is really weird about it too is like they just drop the plot of halo 5 kind of and like this is basically the sequel to halo wars 2 which is an even weirder thing to say because it's like you're fighting the faction and the villain from halo wars 2 yes it's like what which i played halo wars 2 i it's just so weird. Like, why do that? I I don't know. It just seems like a weird thing to do, which is fine. But then, like, even people who, like, really like Halo are like, what the fuck is going on here? And it just sure. I am also under the impression that, like, the plot never really gets super, super compelling as well. So I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. But is, has Halo plot ever been that compelling? Uh, I really like the plot of Halo, too. Uh, but that's mm. mainly because I think that the Arbiter is tight. Sure. Why can't we play as the arbiter? Let me arbit. Um, um, yeah. Uh, and then I'm still making my way through Rise of the Tomb Raider. I got to the point where the game's like, hey, this is your last save point until the end. So then I just kind of have been uh, fast traveling back to older points and just kind of going through. Mm. Just trying to clean things up as much as I can. I can't completely 100% it without finishing the game because, like, one of the areas, it doesn't fully open back up until after you beat the game. But I figure, you know, I might as well do as much now. And that way I can have, like, the most experience and just, like, have everything, like, as max level as I can for the final encounter. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be – I think this weekend I'll probably wrap it up uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. And then lastly, Manny, mm-hmm. I am playing one of the worst names – that came out this year uh record of lotus war deed it deed lit in wonder labyrinth Do you, okay, are you so familiar with this game at all i am now because i looked it up because i got it confused with record of Agarest war which okay. is like a weird turn-based rpg that mm-hmm. is very anime and i was like matt would never play this mm-hmm. and so then i looked this up and i was like oh I, this is that one that's like kind of like a metroidvania thing uh it's not just that okay it's just Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night. Oh. oh I, and it's on Game Pass. <laughs> so okay. I almost texted you last night and I was like, Manny, just download this now. It's because yeah. I, I, I started playing it this morning. It is. Yeah. I, oh, God. Do you ever play these games and you're just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to lose myself here. 
Yes, I, I have done that several times. That is why I still have not returned to the League of Legends the Ruined King game because mm-hmm. I the night I downloaded it, I was like, oh, I have so many other games that I'm supposed to play at this mm-hmm. moment. I can't play this right now because it will eat me alive. <laughs> yeah, this that's this game this morning. I was just like, oh no, this is this is pulling me in. It is it is just Symphony of the Night, and I am just gonna I'm gonna lose myself. So I'm very excited to keep playing this game. I'm only about an hour in and it's it's everything that I want out of a Symphony of the Night clone. So nice. Excellent. Which this is a game that has been in like early access on Steam for the longest time. I guess I remember it being in early access. Uh, so then it finally dropped. It was I didn't even realize it uh, that it dropped until I saw the PlayStation like Twitter uh, Twitter account tweet it out. Oh, interesting. and then I looked it up and then it's like, oh, it's on Game Pass. So last night I was playing Dungeons and Dragons and I just snuck away, turned on my Xbox and started downloading the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I and then I was very excited to play it this morning. So nice. Uh, I'm not telling you you should play this, Manny, but you should play this. I have so many games that I should play. There's not enough time left, but you should make time for this. Yeah, I mean, I should also make time to play it guardians of the galaxy but yeah but this will be better Uh. (laughs) i mean maybe i don't know i I, i'm just telling you it feels a lot like symphony of the night and it's great yeah yeah. um but i'll let you talk about why clicking on cookies is better than playing symphony of the night oh man it it might be um anyway i'm not going to talk about that right now i will first talk about um shovel knight pocket dungeon they announced like last week they were like it's just gonna come out on monday and i was like okay because they had been like they showed this game and it is uh shovel knight so the developer yacht club games developed it in uh unison with this person named vine who i guess had been trying to make a puzzle game like this for like ever um and so yacht club worked with them to make this puzzle game and make it shovel knight themed it has like uh a lot of the same type of pixel art style that shovel knight has and it has a lot of the same music but uh remixed for this um i was really mad because it was going to come out uh, technically tuesday but playstation it was supposed to come out at midnight and so i like looked at it on the playstation store and you couldn't pre-order it or anything but they had a thing on the store and so i looked at the times when it was supposed to release and it was supposed to release at midnight on P- on PlayStation, like two o'clock the next day on Steam and like that same time for Switch. I was like, oh, I'll get it on PlayStation. I stayed up till midnight because I didn't have to go to bed until like two or whatever because I had to be to work at like 1030 or something. And at midnight, exactly all traces of it were removed from the PlayStation store. Like it was no longer there to wish list or anything. And I was like, oh, whatever. And so I waited like an hour. I waited till one and was like, I'll check one more time, but it's not going to be there. And then I'll go to bed and then fuck me. It was there. Uh, so then I played it for like an hour and I, I do really like this game. So I, I generally like puzzle games like this um, match three games in particular really get me. But this is a match as many as you can type of thing. But it really is. Um, it's more like 
it, it is a puzzle game, but it also is like moving kind of quickly. So you have to like be thinking very quickly and a little bit um, have like the reflexes to do it. But essentially you start out, there are 13 characters that you can unlock. Like with their, all the night bosses from Shovel Knight, you can unlock and play as, and they all have different abilities. And there are a couple of new knights that they made just for this game. Uh, but I generally like using Shovel Knight the best because he's just like, hey, I'm generic man. Uh And what happens is there will be a board like most puzzle games are, and there will be a couple things on there. And at the beginning, it'll be simple. Like there's like, oh, there's rocks and like beetles and maybe some skeletons. And the way it works is if things that are similar are touching each other, when you hit one of them, it will do damage to all of that type that is touching it. Um, So like for a rock, you might just have to hit it twice. You just move into the rock twice and it'll break all those rocks. Um, But for enemies, you kind of have to learn a little bit because they will do damage back to you. Um, So for for say like a, a normal enemy has two health, you would hit into it once it would do one damage to you and then you would hit it again and it would die. So the killing blow does not deal damage to you. So you always have to be aware of your health um, and then skeletons do like two damage uh but there are also potions that you can hit that will give you two health back per potion in the chain or whatever um and the the things are always falling from the sky essentially um so like the board is always filling up it's up to you whether or not you want to attack them while they're still falling or once they are like actually touching other things on the board to do chains um the more things that are chained together when you break it the more money you get uh And the whole goal of each stage, there are 10 stages, is to get keys. And uh, eventually when you kill enough enemies, a door will appear and you can use the key on the door and then go to the next stage. So you just you're basically the story is really dumb. Like Shovel Knight comes across a puzzle cube and then it sucks him into the puzzle world and he's trapped there forever and has to solve puzzles to escape. It's really dumb. Um, But it is also a roguelike, which like I don't actually think that the roguelike element is very good in this game. It feels like kind of tacked on. So when you die, you start the run all the way over from the beginning, um, but you keep the money you had, and you can use that money to like buy artifacts that you can then find during the gameplay, like okay. most like most are. But I had bought every artifact possible within the first thirty minutes of play. Oh. So it's like one of those things where it's like I'm accumulating all this money and now there's nothing to do with it anymore. It's I guess you can spend it to like skip levels. But now that I have beaten the game once, it is like most roguelites where there is like a way to like truly beat it. And that is by starting from stage one and finding all of these like four relic pieces throughout the whole game. So it's just like you don't want to really skip the stages. So now I'm just accumulating all this money and it seems like kind of useless. But it's not that big a deal and you can totally change it so that you have unlimited lives if you just want to like go through and unlock characters. That will disable achievements. Um, but you can at least like unlock all 13 characters that way if you just like want to see what all the content is like or whatever. Um, okay. I do really like it. Um I think it was like 20 bucks and like the music is very good. I just go back and play like a couple rounds every so often. Now I've unlocked like half the characters. I think some of them have like challenges that are like pretty difficult that I don't quite understand. Um, 
but yeah, all, all the characters are like slightly different. They'll have slightly different health values or like have weird abilities. Like, uh, um, specter Knight will like gain health back for killing enemies. But then if he gets potions, they hurt him. Um, plague Knight has like less health, but he'll poison the enemies. So they all have weird, interesting abilities and it's cool to kind of like dick around and see who you like. Um, they have said that they liked developing this game so much that they quote did not stop developing it. And so there will be at least three, three like expansions to it over the course of the next year. Okay. Um, because they just like, were like, I like this and just kept making stuff. So they were like, Oh, we'll hold that back and have it be like free updates. Like everyone knows that shovel Knight was updated 800 billion times for free. Like at this point it's like seven games in one or whatever. Um, so this game will probably be like that as well. Uh, but I, I, I trust Yacht Club games. I think they'll make a cool thing. I like puzzles. I like Shovel Knight. This game is neat. Um, and then I am a bad person and I was at work and it was really boring. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I could go for an idle game right now. And then I was like, isn't cookie clicker on steam now? And it's $5 on steam. And uh, it has over 500 achievements and uh, you pay $5 and then you can play cookie clicker, but it also has music that they hired the composer of Minecraft to make for it. I immediately turned that music off and then I've been clicking cookies, but Matt, have you ever played Cookie Clicker? Like even just like a little bit in passing to like dick off or like. Whatever. I mean, I, I had not Cookie Clicker, but I have played other clickers. Okay, so passing. Cookie Cookie Clicker is weird, and like I was just looking for, oh hey, I just want to like click and passively, you know, have the numbers go up because that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Cookie Clicker is now Buck Wild, and maybe I have had to dive very deep into the wiki and read FAQs about this fucking thing. Because right now the Christmas event is going on and you can sacrifice cookies to grow your like Santa creature. And then that will like unlock new Christmas themed upgrades. And every 24 hours, a sugar lump will grow. And then you can spend those sugar lumps to unlock mini games. And now I have a farm and I am like crossbreeding seeds and I had to look up a FAQ because you have to like know where to plot the seeds. So they like crossbreed to make new seeds. And I have a problem now (laughs) because I can't stop this. And I'm looking at the cookie clicker wiki, like some kind of weirdo. And I just leave the game running all the fucking time. Like, right. Let's see. Let's check right now where it's running. We have 17 trillion cookies. There was a lucky golden cookie on the screen. Had to click that. I have 20 trillion cookies right now. I generate 2.85 billion. I've I've frozen my farm, so I can't tell you about what's going on there because I didn't think I would be able to check back every 24 minutes. Uh, Isn't there something about grandmas as well? Yes, the grandmocalypse. I'm getting there. I have to get 950 trillion cookies. We're not even there. Oh, there's a reindeer cookie. He flew by. I gotta get this. I gotta get this time machine. That's exciting. So I'll minimize this again. Um, so you can ascend and like prestige, basically, like you can do in a lot of these games. And normally, prestiging will like get you a bunch of upgrades or whatever i looked up hey 
when should you prestige? Because like every so often you'll get another like prestige point for however many cookies you made. I have five right now. Do you know when people recommend the first time you prestige is? Like uh, you had prob- to guess how many you need. Oh, probably like a hundred. 2,337. <laughs> that's, that's a very specific number. That's a very specific number, everybody. What are we talking about? And then you look it up and you're like, oh, well, when you do that, you get these like fucking mint chocolate chips that you like spend on these other different upgrades. And I'm like, oh my God, I okay. can't. Okay, you're playing this on Steam, right? Yes. Quote unquote playing it. Yes. Um, how many hours does it say that you've played this game? Already? Uh, well, so like I, I had a weird problem today where like I tried to just leave it on on my work computer on the background, and my coworker's not there, so I was going to use his computer, and then it like overwrote my save with his, so I lost some progress in a weird way because, like all good video games, the save file is a text file. Uh. But um, what? At least twenty hours. Oh my god, twenty hours in your prestige level five. Can you do this math to let me know how long? It's oh, no, it, it will take. <laughs> it will take forever, dog. And but like, what I like about it is, it's just like you get some of the upgrades, and you're like, oh, this uh, this is a two percent upgrade. And like normally, oh, we gotta click really quick. Uh, no, no, is, this, nor- is this gonna become this thing where like? I'm going to have to stage an intervention on like, I mean, possibly right now I'm getting 2.8 billion yeah. cookies a click for 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, but anyways, I can hear you clicking. I can hear you. I know. Well, you got, I, it's only 20 seconds. I got to click a lot. Um, but outside of that, like you get like, Oh, this will give you like a 2% upgrade. And at first you're like, that sucks. But then you know what? 2% of 3.5 billion is a lot. Yeah. So that's where we're at. I'm going to minimize this before I ruin the podcast. Um, Yeah, so we're there and I'm there. And like, I don't know if you guys look at this shit. The cookie clicker wiki is a scary place that we should not go. And I think you can unlock dungeons and then you're like doing weird dungeon crawling inside cookie clicker. It it is the most bizarre shit in the world. And like before it was only kind of weird because like the grandmas would revolt and then like you would have to like pray to the grandma elder God to stop the revive. It was a fucking buck wild. But now it's, it's so far beyond that. I can't even, and he like still updates it like every couple months. And like, there's all these weird seasonal events, but what kind of fucking steam game has over 500 steam achievements? That's a lot. It's a lot. And I have like, how many achievements do I have right now? I have 69. I actually have 71, but shadow achievements don't count, Matt. I know you're very interested in that, but we're not going to explain it. We'll leave the mystery. Uh, And like the more achievements you have, the more cookies per second you get. So like you got to get as many achievos as you can. Um, Yeah, it's just stupid. I got an achievement that is literally you have a one in 500,000 chance to get this achievement every second. That's stupid sure that's dumb as fuck uh the the whole thing is stupid but like the dude really you know people were like oh your game is fun and he just like took it to an extreme and then people kept paying him on patreon and i guess he was just like well i guess we gotta just keep making it i was gonna say i thought civ had a lot it has 286 achievements yeah but that also is is counting the several expansions as well Um, but i so Cookie Clicker only came to Steam. I don't know if it was like the earlier this year or late last year. Uh, September of this year? Yes, tw- 2020. Oh. Oh wow. 
um that is that's interesting but um yeah it it's it's, like a, it it's a weird mobile thing. last year yes i know that that but it's i don't believe it's on ios there is cookie clickers on ios and that is not the same game i found out mm. because one of our coworkers has an iphone mm. um and so it it is on android though i'm pretty sure it's just yeah it's just it's a weird thing and like the fact that he just keeps developing it and like putting out updates i think is like kind of hilarious because just like at, at this point it is the dumbest shit in the world like it can't possibly get more dumb than what i am doing right now but uh, yes yes uh and yeah he just really ran with it so you know idle games make your money dude that's fine Mm -hmm. i mean like five dollars was you know i've gotten more than five dollars worth i was gonna say you got you got your your money's worth i guess already but at a certain point like quality of time where you could be in theory spending that time playing something else uh i usually just leave it on in the background but that you're leaving it out and you're doing it at work where it's just like i'm just just trying to kill time type of thing yeah basically um it does like as you get further it becomes more like oh you actually have to pay attention to this type thing and so that's where i will definitely fall off so i i i will get concerned if like all of a sudden like it's a tuesday night at eight o'clock and you're just like i'm gonna play cookie clicker i mean hey i it will always be on like mm-hmm. i'm surprised no one has messaged me on steam and been like do you know that you've been playing cookie clicker for the past like 20 hours be like yeah i left it on overnight what do you mean <laughs> and what i liked about it was i got my coworker to play it because he was like this is stupid and then uh, mm-hmm. 10 minutes later he's like all right i'm buying it on steam and i was like yeah damn right you are and so so now see, there are two bad people in the world i know i i couldn't um play today because my save got fucked up and there was a moment matt where i thought about driving home to fix it <laughs> during lunch but i said no that's a new low that i cannot reach today uh so my coworker now has a whole day's worth of progress ahead of me and that's just upsetting uh, you, you know what you need to do cheat you need to spend this weekend correcting that. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna. So don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, good, good. I know that's uh, the important. Actually, thing. I don't know what I'm gonna play this weekend. I um I have several things. Oh fuck! I actually did play a real game, and I totally didn't even talk about it outside of Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Oh, I feel so bad. I didn't even write it on there. I can't believe I forgot that. I played that a decent amount too. Well, you should probably. We're not done with the game. Well, I mean, I know we could, we could be. Anyways, I will talk about this now. I can't. I, I feel bad now. I talked about Cookie Clicker a lot. I won't talk about this very much, so we can get into the final segment. But I also played Wolfstride. Or no, okay. I talked about Wolfstride last week. Yes, you did. Okay, I continued to play it, and I still really like it. Um, it. I don't know. There's something about it. Like it really pulls me in, mm-hmm. and I like the robot fighting. Um, and it. It is like on a timer, like at the when you're done with the day, you like say, okay, I'm done with the day, and there's a countdown, so I think there's only like 50-some days left. Uh, but yeah, it's neat. It's just like, hey, you are stupid, and you made your friend enter this robot fighting arena, and now you're trying to become the number one champion, and you're side betting on it and making a lot of money off of it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's neat, and I've still been enjoying it. Not a lot has changed. The plot is kind of... Uh, 
changed a little bit. They're giving me some hints into the main character's past and stuff. Maybe he was in the Yakuza, but the, the key remains strategic robot battles where you punch and shoot other robots. And it is very fun and well animated. So yeah, <laughs> I've been playing that as well. Sweet. But yeah, that that's all. That's all. Uh, that's all I got. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to play. Like I really want to beat Wolfstride, but then like, I, I literally, I think I have 14 games in my list of things that like I would have wanted to play by the end of the year. And obviously that's not going to happen. No. So I probably should actually beat No More Heroes 3 and Disgaea 6. Um, I don't know that there's enough time left in my life to finish Monster Hunter Stories 2. I like I at this point, I don't think there's any way that I start and finish Guardians of the Galaxy by the end of the year. Um I, I'm going to try to finish Wolfstride. I would like to at least try Halo Infinite's campaign outside of the first 10 minutes. Yeah, I think you like Halo a little more than I do. Yeah, I just I don't know that it's going to like compel me, whereas it's like I have all these other games that I would probably like have more. I, I would say that's that's a game. Playing. I think that's a game you could kind of look at next year type of thing or early next year. Yeah, and like I really want to beat Ruined King, um, so I yeah I don't know what I'm gonna do, but now I have like a lot of shit that I would like. Oh, it's there's only fucking not that many days left. Of the uh, year, we have so. we have basically two weeks. Yeah, so like I don't have that much time, so I'll probably beat Wolfstride and like play one other thing. So yeah, I don't know. I I like am kind of struggling to like pick one thing and go with it. So right. we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. Like, do I, I Life is Strange is going to be cool, but I like it. Do I, should I play something else instead? I don't know. Yeah. And then like, I don't know. There's something very um, just relieving once it hits January 1st where you're like, I don't have to play any of these games. I can do whatever I want. I know. But then that that's the worst part about it for me <laughs> is it's like, oh, I don't have to play any of these. And then it's just like, oh, well, I guess I'm just not going to play any of these now. And it's like, I can't do that. I, I have to play Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I, ha- I have to know. So at some point, right, I have right. to play that. But, like, what I think really sucks is, like, the beginning of next year has a bunch of things that I would like to play. Mm-hmm. Like, I would really, I'm going to, like, I, I don't know that I will like it necessarily, but I am excited for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yes. And then, like, the month after, you know I'm going to play Elden Ring. And then if the rumors are true and uh, Silk Song comes out, I will obviously play that. I will play Sifu. And I th- there was one other or two other things that I was like, oh, I would love to play that. It's just uh, like, well, there is one in early January that you're going to want to play. What is that? Windjammers 2. Oh, yes. See, but that's not like. That's a different that's type of thing. Fun. That's a different type of thing. But yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I feel like sometimes I. I do weird stuff in my brain about video games where it's like, Oh, like I feel like I have to beat this, but like, we're not fucking professionals over here. No, no. You know what I mean? Like we just do this for fun. And sometimes like the way I like pick up games and think about playing them, it's like, I'm doing it not for fun. And I feel like I have to like, try to like break that mindset a little bit. Like that's going to be my goal for 2022. I think you don't have to play everything. Yes. And I, 
it's just a weird mindset to have, especially because like we don't get fucking paid for this. No, no. we just do this podcast for fun. Like I, I dick off. I, Video games are supposed to be fun. Like I don't want to feel weirdly stressed that I like have fourteen games that I have not played. You know what I mean? I feel like I did a good job this year, kind of breaking away from that and just playing a lot of older games that I just want to play. And yeah. in a lot of ways, I think it makes the podcast more interesting because, mm-hmm. like, how many more podcast, how many podcasts out there like talked about, you know, like uh, Assassin's Creed Two and Brotherhood this year? Like, yeah, probably exactly. not not many. So, mm-hmm. like, I think like when you really think about all these like games, older games that I played that I'm definitely going to talk about like next week, like. I think I think a lot of that stuff kind of helps like separate us from like just like the standard where they're just kind of talking about like all the new stuff where I think like, you know, we can kind of like just kind of people just want to hear us talk about whatever we're passionate about. I assume that, that's yeah, no. And like, that's why I like that. But I just like I have a sick brain. Yes, with, no, I get with video games, especially. It's really bad mm-hmm. for me. So it's just like, oh, this is coming out right now. I have to buy this right mm-hmm. now. And then it's like I didn't fucking play Deathloop for so long. And then I was like, oh, I actually love this fucking game. And I was like, why didn't I play this sooner? And it's because the answer is because I'm an idiot. Well, also because like a lot of games came out. A lot of games came out and especially like ones that I was really interested in playing. mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I didn't beat Disgaea 6 or No More Heroes 3. And I was excited about both of those games and played a decent amount of both of them and just like didn't go back to them. Right. And that's just like weird. I don't know. I feel weird. I mean, oh god! I'm looking at March next year. We oh, have yeah, it's well because everything got delayed until then. Well, like Triangle Strategy, that sounds like a game that definitely up my alley. Yes, for sure. Tunic comes out. Oh, 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 oh. I uh, play Tunic so bad. And then I'm I'm definitely gonna check check out Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Oh, that's I'm not. I probably will. Unless it gets good reviews. Babylon's Fall. Who knows about that? Like, that could be something you play. Oh, God, I can't. You will. It looks so rough. I know you. You will play I it. know. <laughs> Platinum is making it. I, I, you know what? That should be my New Year's resolution. <laughs> Do not buy Babylon's Fall. And then Stalker 2 comes out the next month. That, uh, that's on Game Pass Day 1, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. See, Game Pass helps me with this problem a little bit because then I don't buy them. So mm-hmm. then I feel less compelled. But I mean, there are still certain ones like you're like, I'm going to play Forza. Oh, yeah. Like I played Forza much to my dismay, played 12 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, like when there are certain games that come out, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll play this for sure. You know, where like Halo, you're like, like oh, I'll, maybe I'll get around to this. Yeah, like I'm gonna fucking play Tunic. Are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah, which I think that's gonna be Game Pass. Yeah, as I well. think that I think that's Game Pass Day One. So I kind of actually want to buy that though, just to support it. Yeah, because it's just. I think they get their money. Like I think they get oh, compensated. They, they well. do. That's probably one where maybe I'll just wait until. Uh, I am 8-bit or limited run games is like we're releasing physical copies of this, mm. and I'll be like, you fucking bet you are. Let's go. So, yeah. yeah, this this year ended up being a great year for video games. So. Yes, I am a um, I am a big fan. I like 
I liked so many of the games I played this. I'm very passionate this year. I, oh, man, I was just looking it over going like, I'm going to have some tough cuts. And this new game I'm playing, I'm like, this is definitely, if it, if it continues, it's definitely going to make my top 10 list. So it's one of those weird things where like normally most years I can like look at a list and be like, oh, this is my game of the year. Like, I know I like this game. I do not have that this year. Like, I, mm. I have so many that I would be like, oh, I could see this being my game of the year that I like, I am afraid to make the choice. Like, I don't know what, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's very it. weird. Cause normally I'm just like, I know exactly which one. And this one, there's like three or four where I'm like, Oh, well, I did. I, uh. So uh, the one thing I really like about our game of the year is just the way we do it. It really doesn't matter the order. And it's just kind of like, we're just going to talk about all the biggest games. And it's just more of like a celebration of the year type of thing. Anyway, yes. so it really doesn't matter the order too much. Oh, but it matters. To, I my, Whatever my game of the year is, that matters. I feel. Uh, no, no, I get it. I get that. Uh, <laughs> and it is one of those things where Scott will put like a game and you're just like, what do you mean? That's 10. Oh, I'm so glad I got him to play Inscription. And he fucking actually played it. And I've oh, never sweet. been so happy. And we haven't talked about it yet because we were in the middle of a couple of we were with a couple other people who were playing it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to like spoil it because a lot of it is like the experience. Right. I've, I've never been so excited to talk to a human about a video game tomorrow. I'm so ready because he was like, yeah, at first I was like, I don't know about this. And then at the end, he was like, oh, this is way better than I thought it would be. And I was like, yes, they made this game for you, you sick fuck. Like, I don't know why you don't listen to me more often. I never recommend you games anymore. And this one, I was like, I will buy this for you because I just need to know how you feel about it. So I, uh, very excited. I'm I assume I have a problem. Are you going to get I, him in the, our, our game of the year again? Oh yeah. He definitely played 10 games. Okay. Uh, I, and, is it just going to be the three of us? maybe i'll ask nukio he's playing inscription right now well sorry on steam he has inscription open but he's idle so i don't know what the fuck that means he might have just accidentally left it open he only played the first part of inscription and was like i don't know if i can go and i was like you got to the best part of the game and you were like i don't know if i can continue on um yeah i i i asked him and he was like i don't even know if i played that many games this year so i'll have to double check um, I don't know if my brother got there. Uh, he might be like kind of close, actually. But I feel like with Game Pass, it's hard. Like to he well, he just like doesn't play games. Like he, he does, plays right, the right. same games. Like I right now because Blaze Blue just got rollback. He's practicing Blaze Blue combos. So like, mm. you know that that happens. Yeah, you and I are like I I. Let me look. I think if I beat the two games that I'm playing right now. I'm going to be at like 47 games I beat this year. Okay, I am not at that, but... But like keep in mind, most of those are older games. Yes, I only beat like like 16 newer games. And then obviously I'm playing Halo Infinite and then the the record of Lotus War. But yes, I'm at... uh, I'll be at 47 games I've beaten this year. Oh, I, I just loaded my Word document that I have these in and it's in Word. And I was like, this does not look the same. And then the pop-up came up. It was like, we've changed how Word looks. And I was like, oh. you, you sure did. That does not look the same. <laughs> uh, let me see here. But also, I think it's important to note that I play a lot of games that are like 
less than 10 hours or like 10 to 15 hours where you play a lot like longer games yes uh so why don't you do it in a spreadsheet 25 26 27 28 i am at 29 new games this year that i've beaten actually that's not true it's 30 with uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl see now that i have backlogged i'm really bad at updating this specific sure. word document and i just put it on backlog so i'm at like 30 31 right now of games that came out this year i have right, a right. couple more than that yeah, like yeah. you've played a lot more like newer games. Yeah, yeah. Where I tried to be a little bit more selective this yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say like outside games that technically didn't come out this year that I played were like Hitman 1, Hitman 2, and uh, Disco Elysium. Mm. But then like that version of Disco Elysium came out this year. So like also it added voice acting. So it's like it's a new game. I don't know. It's weird. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Uh, but with that, I mean, that's what we've been playing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So now we're going to do like pretty much every new game has been released now. So we're going to end uh, our open critic game. So. Oh, it's so sad for me. Tough. What do you mean? I, I did not win. Yeah. How do you know? I, uh, I, even, I, I even already have know. I already I, know. I have it hidden. So you don't even know what the final scores are. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> You did get one of them right, though. I know. I like that. That's exciting. <laughs> I got a few more of them right throughout the year. Yes, for sure. So, uh, basically, I kind of put these into different parts. Um, the top part are all like the newer games that we just like we haven't discussed. Mm -hmm. And then I went through and just checked every single game. And underneath that, there are five games that like the score changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then underneath that are games that didn't actually release this year. Yeah. And then under that are games we've already talked about. So mm -hmm. we'll just kind of, we'll get into this. Um, <clears throat> this first list, it's just alphabetized. It's not like release order. Uh, so ages of empires four. Uh, you said 85. I said 83 and it ended up being an 83 on open critic. So, Yes. Scott played the campaign of this and beat it as well. But he also like watches professional age vampires, so And he liked it? Uh yeah, he enjoyed it. He said it was fine. Uh this is a weird one. Yeah. Um Back for Blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said it was an eighty it would be an eighty five. Uh look dog. I said I said 76 and it ended up being a 76. So that's, I that's people crazy. like left for dead. I don't know. <laughs> you were really hopeful for this. Oh game, my right? God. Holy shit. Yeah. The next the one is crazy. Oh, oh my God. It is your worst game uh, on this list. Uh, Battlefield 2042. You said 80. I said 82. It ended up being a 65. What uh, happened? Oh, uh, bad things happened. Um, I, yeah, I think this was your worst game score. Yeah, I, th I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, if the Forgotten City, uh, you were close to that, but like not yeah, quite as bad. Yeah. I have one that uh, Forgotten City is my worst one, which is even worse than yours. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Battlefield 2042. I don't really know what happened exactly, but it's a disaster. Yeah. Uh, now, Danganronpa, Rampa Decadence. This is this one is bullshit to me because like 
I these three games separately did not review that well. They're like weird anime bullshit visual novels. As someone who played the first two and then couldn't finish the third one because I was so done with it. Like, I don't understand. I know people really like Danganronpa, and I love the first one. The second one killed the entire franchise for me. I bet part of the thing is fewer studio or fewer places reviewed it. I I mean, that is almost certainly true. And like they added their weird dumbass Mario Party board game mode. I just like 85 seems crazy to me. I don't know. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm my as I said, my guess is fewer places reviewed it. So like the ones that were only passionate about it reviewed it. Yeah. Uh so uh yes. Uh you said 75, I said 77, and it ended up being an 85, which mm-hmm. I guess good for them. Yeah, good for them. I I mean that's cool. I just yeah. That's mm-hmm. uh Far Cry 6. You said mm-hmm. 82, I said 78, it ended up being a 77. The one time people don't like Far Cry as much. What are we doing here? Uh, what do you mean? Far Cry 5 probably got around the same. Oh, that's probably true. Uh, I'm just curious now. Far Cry 5, open critic. Uh, pulling it up. Ba, ba, ba. Open critic, it kind of moves slow. It takes a while to load for what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, 82. So, yeah, I guess it did dip some. The far, so but anyway, I liked I liked Far Cry Six more than Far Cry Five, but you know I don't know maybe I'm in the minority. Yeah. Um, the next one, pleasant surprise for both of us. So uh, good. Uh, Forza Horizon Five. You said eighty-eight. I said ninety-one. It ended up being a ninety-two in the best reviewed game this year. So mm-hmm. uh, good for them. I'm yes. very happy for them. Yes, me too. Uh, and then like I think probably. A huge surprise, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You said 75, I said 78, and it ended up being an 82, which I'm s- still kind of surprised by. It's that. just one of those things where, like, I because I have not played it, I still can't believe it because mm-hmm. I see footage of it and I'm like, this does not look good. Right. <laughs> like, I, like, it just does not look good. And obviously, like, the personality of the characters and, like, getting to know them over time isn't going to come through in a trailer, but, like, the combat doesn't look very exciting or good. The enemies don't look very varied. It just is, like, bizarre that everyone is like, this game rules. That's and like, I wonder oh, if it's... Okay. More, I, yeah. I, I wonder know. if it's more story stuff that, like, we just haven't... Like, that's harder to, you know, yeah. Like, show. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, I, that a lot of people s- seem to suggest that. So, so yeah, that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for them. I, I do. I will play it. I don't know if it'll be this year or it'll be next year, but I will definitely get around to it. So, yeah. Uh, now, Halo Infinite, uh, you said 85. I thought it'd just be an 80 and it ended up being an 87, which I assume is is probably the best reviewed Halo game for 343 uh yeah that's probably true i i I don't know i'm just kind of pulling that out of my ass but that would be my guess so uh yeah because like i don't know people are always weird to 343 and they're like this doesn't feel like bungie but this this one i think especially with the multiplayer people are like very pleased with at least how the gunplay feels so Uh, it seems like a lot of people very upset about the microtransaction stuff so yes which i mean that kind of makes sense so yes yes. it is free to play though so yeah yeah but whatever. Um, yeah. Jurassic World Evolution 2. Uh, you said 70. I said 79. It ended up being a 78. It's okay. Yep. So, yeah. 
So uh, 78, I, I pretty much view like 80 or higher as like pretty good. And then um, yeah. anything under that, you're just like, yeah, this is probably like a little average type of thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that, that makes sense for that game. So now the, another big surprise, Mario Party Superstars, you said 75, I said 74, and it ended up being an 80, which I don't know. How? If I, agree, I don't know if I agree with that, but how? Sure. It, it like literally it is. It, it screams seven like i'd scream 70s it is literally hd remakes of n64 maps with mini games that aren't new how does that have how what nostalgia i guess i don't know man i obviously i did not read a single mario party superstars review so you know i don't know um yeah because who who, who's gonna read that well exactly yeah you you fucking know if you're gonna play mario party superstars or not yeah, so I uh, get maybe people were just so excited that they added the online at launch. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Metroid Dread, uh, you said 85, I said 82, and it ended up being an 87. So I knew it. Yeah, I mean, that that definitely one of the better games that came out this year, reviews review wise. Um, mm-hmm. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, yes. You said 75, I said 80, and it ended up being a 75. So. See, this is the same thing as fucking Mario Party Superstars, except it mm-hmm. happened with this one. Yes. Which, in fairness, this does feel like very generic. Oh, because it, like, it's one of those things where there's no pleasing Pokemon fans in general, but like, mm-hmm. I-, I said how I feel about this generation in general on the podcast before, but like, pe- people get mad if it's too different and then people also get mad if it's too the same and like i feel like the last couple people are like oh this is too different this is exactly the same basically so like it just that that's why it's what it is you know what i mean which in fairness i kind of embraced the 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 different like i love pokemon uh uh eevee and pikachu let's let's go yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really do like those are two of my favorite Pokemon games uh, where this just felt like so I was just like, oh, man, they it feels like they took like several steps backwards with this mm-hmm. one. So. Mm-hmm. But but I did get through it. And it's yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, speaking of OK, uh, Riders Republic, you said 79. I said 74 and it ended up being a 78. So classic Ubisoft. And then last but not least, Shin Megami Tensei 5. You said 85. I said 80. And that ended up being an 86. No question. So, so that's... Uh, I'm not going to go through like all the games that we kind of reviewed earlier. I don't think we need to do that. I, yeah. I don't know if people will really enjoy that. Uh, but I do want to mention, I, as I said, I did go through and just kind of double check all the games. Uh, 12 minutes. It was originally a 75, which you had it on the money. But then it had to change to a seventy-four. But I think you would. I, I think you'd be okay with it going down. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it could go. It could uh, go it, down it into go, the toilet. I it, for all I give a shit. It should probably be in the sixties, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'd so not it, my favorite. So it went from a seventy-five to a seventy-four. Actually, all of these went down just one point. Oddly enough, um, Warrior Wear, get it together. Went from a seventy-seven to a seventy-six. Uh, Diablo 2 went from an 81 to an 80. Uh, Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition. What? Like, what? I don't know. Like, I just can't imagine the reviewer who's like, oh, yeah. 
needs time to review Mass Effect late mm. and be like, it's not that good. In fairness, I don't know when they would have reviewed this. Yeah, yeah. Because we like, I would have updated this like probably sometime around when it actually came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I wanted to double check. Because mm-hmm. like, who knows? Like, this might have been like that review might have been just like a couple days after I updated the the spreadsheet and just never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then last but not least, Tales of Arise uh, was an eighty eight, and it now and it went, got bumped down to an eighty seven. So. Um, altogether, I'm just, and then, uh, I guess we could just kind of briefly mention, uh, Gotham Knights, uh, Hollow Knight, Horizon, Ali Ali World, Prince of Persia, Rainbow Six Extraction, Shredders, Tunic, and Zelda. These were all games that we guessed on, but never actually came out. Oh man. I was thinking if there would ever be a game that I would guess a hundred for, and I, I think there is one. Oh, uh, what would that be? Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no way. I well, no I don't way. think it will get that. I think it mm. will get high, very high. Yeah, yeah, I, yes. So. Uh, but yes, uh, sadly, Manny, altogether, your only perfect score was Pokemon Br- Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Hey, that's you know. And then I had one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven. <laughs> Uh, so Age of Empires, Hitman 3, hey, I'm Skyward not, I'm Sword. I'm not upset that you guessed 86 for Guilty Gear Strive, uh-huh. and it was in 86. Like that, hey, I love that for Guilty Gear Strive. You, you see, like, I think your problem is you went for, like, clean numbers a lot, like 85, 75, yeah, yeah, yeah. 90. And you got to kind of just like pick a more random number. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe you learned something this year. Maybe so. I do. Um, uh, but altogether, uh, the ba- basically the way I have the scoring set up is, um, it, if if it's an eighty three and Manny guessed an eighty four, then he gets ninety nine points for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it's an eighty three and Manny guesses an eighty seven, then it's like four minus the hundred, so it'd be a ninety six. If you get it uh, on the money, you actually get a, a bonus five points, so you get one hundred five rather than just like the straight one hundred points. So altogether, I just have the like it uh, colored in white. So I'll review the reveal the score now, and obviously I beat your score by uh, twenty seven points. See, that's not that bad. No, um, altogether. And the big difference was the fact that I actually got one like the seven on the money right. Uh-huh. Uh, if you really look, I had more like very wrong. Yes. Uh, it's just one of those things where I got like more quote unquote right as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where you are much just kind of in line and closer altogether. So, yeah, next year's my year. It's happening. Yep. Uh, right. Yes. Uh, which I guess then we'll have to kind of look and see like the the handful of games that like we we gave a guess if we'll want to change that score or not. So yeah, maybe I'll guess that Silk Song's gonna be a hundred. <laughs> I'll, manif- I'll manifest that into existence for us. Do you think it can actually even be be a hundred? No, I don't think it can. I no, because I assume like just one person giving it like because like some places they don't even recognize like necessarily like like a nine out of ten or whatever. Yeah, I, I, like if one place gives it a nine out of ten, that would I assume bump it down to like even just like a ninety nine. 
which no one's there is not going to be a single game that everyone gives it a perfect score. No, absolutely not. So, so. there and there will always be someone who is like counterintuitive to that also. Right, right. So well and I I, I mean sometimes like you just kind of look at something and you're like, I just don't see what everyone else sees with this game. So. Yeah, yeah, but I a lot of especially a lot of some video game reviews, it's like very obvious where they're just like, I hate this because people like this, mm-hmm. and like I that those reviews I really bother me. But yeah, I, but like at the same time, I can find myself being that way with like movies and TV shows. So this this for some reason that reminded me Spider-Man was at 100% for a long time. There mm-hmm. were like 51 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and it was 100%. And now I think it's down to it was down to 94 the last time I checked. And the only rotten review I could find was on a 4-point scale. Who the fuck does on a four point scale and they gave it a two out of four and the blurb for why it was bad was like it has a lot of fan service and it was like that's what the movie advertised itself as like what the fuck are you talking about yeah yeah i hate that this movie was exactly as it was described to me that's bizarre Anyways. yeah like movie reviews like i that is like the most useless thing for me yeah i same like i i usually know if i'm gonna like a movie or not um well, and like and it's just I like usually, such a low sometimes commitment. I don't care. Yeah, it's just such a low commitment. I'm just like I don't care. It's like two hours and it's so passive. Yeah. Where I care much more about games like reviewing a review or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm gonna like fucking spend sure. like more than ten hours with a thing. You want to make sure that you it's like at least tolerable. You know what I mean? Well, and and the, uh, quite a bit more money. Yeah, quite a bit more money. In, yeah, investments. You know, so. Yeah, much more investment in general. So. Yes, yes. You actually have to like try yeah where like a bad especially if you're at home of like a movie that you're just like hey this is okay i can just dick around my phone and have this passively happen in the background so yeah yeah so, yeah uh but yeah that was the open critic game uh all together i did win um it there was a while there where it looked like you were gonna win yeah there was there was a bit there but it, it turned around so uh, I think a lot of these games came out later. One, two, yeah, I guess it was all over the place kind of thing, but mm-hmm. oh well. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, next week is our our official game of the year. Stuff is going to be getting underway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to really start thinking about some stuff. Because uh, cause, like, I, I keep like a spreadsheet. And then, like, with the categories, I just kind of make, like, notes of, like, yes, yes, yes. And I under – I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, I have, like, you know, five or six games for, like, each category. And for uh, Hitman, I have, uh, like, the narrative, liking the narrative, but I don't remember anything about it. So I'm going to have to, like, review <laughs> stuff and be like, why did I like this? Because, like, I don't really remember. But I rem- I do remember liking the narrative, but I don't remember what happened. Yes. It, so. If you need to know, I know. <laughs> okay, but I, I, I think if it's going to be in my top three, I should probably know why it's in my. Top oh, three. exactly. Yes, I, but I, I do remember the plot of Hitman Three. And Big was fan. it good? It was uh, good. Yes, I like it, but I mean, like the, it's weird because like the plot of Hitman is like kind of strange too. Like it's not. Well, like it, a, 
it's one of those things where it's like I remember Devil May Cry. It's like this isn't a good story, but I'm enjoying it type of thing. No, whereas like I do think the story of Hitman Three was good, and it was also the one of the three that had the most plot like interwoven into the maps. Mm. So you know, for some people that was good. For some people, they didn't like that as much. But right. I like I just like the ending of that game. I think it's very. I, good. I do remember like the ending was very linear and very not uh, Hitman. No, and people hate that map, which I actually it's one of my favorites because it's on a train. But train trains rule. Um, well, I, mean, but I like, do I do like the end of that narrative, like yes. for Agent Forty Seven and how it how it turns out. So. Yes, so I like that stuff, and I definitely want to like review some of the music. Yeah, because uh, oh, like, I don't I, need to do that. I listen to the music on the in the car all the time. I because I have like uh like six or seven games listed under my music that I kind of want to like check back with. So I have a lot of thinking to do here this next. Week. I have three for music, and I know exactly what they are and in which order they go. Wow, that's my only one where I'm like, this is it. See, like the music is one that I'm just like, I don't know if I have a lot of passion for any of them. Oh, I love music so much. This year's the best year. No, last year we had Doom and Ori for me. So. Oh, fuck that, man. Chicory's soundtrack is fucking the best. Oh. I bet it is it similar to Ori? Uh, no. No, okay. I thought it'd be more like cheerful type of thing. I mean, it is cheerful, but it, uh, so mm. fucking, oh my god. Definitely not like Doom. No, not like Doom, which I do love that soundtrack though, so yes, I can't, yes. you know, I can't talk shit. I can't talk shit about Ori either. It also no, music, no, no. They, yes, yes. Like, fuck those games. I hate them. Uh, yeah. So there, are, there are three games this year where I was like, oh, this music rules. Actually, there is a fourth one, but I, I like the other three quite a bit more. So, can you you just send it to me and I'll talk about how I love that music. So then okay. you can talk. Okay, about good, it. good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since I don't feel as passionate, you probably feel more passionate about your fourth than I do my first. So yeah, I mean, I know the name of the composer, so definitely. <laughs> and it's not Mick Gordon, so I mean, oh, man. he he didn't have one this year. I didn't I even think. know there was anyone other than Mick Gordon who made. Oh shit! Well, see, this year every wait, wait, wait. On this podcast. Dave Wise. Oh shit! No, it's not him. Oh, no. no, come on. Oh, well, Grant Kirkhope. How no, yeah, you? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Wise, Grant Kirkhope, and Nick Horton. Yeah. Is there anyone else? Those are the three. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I was legitimately thinking about this. I know we're getting off track a little bit. <laughs> I bet we could uh, email Mick Gordon and get him to do our soundtrack, like our intro. Like we would obviously have to pay him. Yeah. I bet we could get him to do like a 10 second song for our podcast. That would be something else. (laughs) If we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But with that, uh, that'll do it for us. As always, the theme song that we currently have that is not made by Mick Gordon is called Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi, an excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. Uh, and we'll be back next week where we will talk about our game of the year categories. So if there were like games that we talked about on this podcast where you were like, I would like to play those. There's never been a better time for you to play those. Yeah, you better. You should just play every game that came out this year. This yes, week. every single one this week. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. your assignment. Uh, but yeah, we will. We will catch you guys next week. Peace out.